Hey, welcome to the Healthy Postnatal Body Podcast. If you postnatal expert, Peter Lab, that, as always, will be me. In a nice, quick-fire podcast, I am talking about the importance of doing planks when it comes to core training postpartum. That's right, you heard me say it. You hear a lot of people saying you should not do planks postpartum. But are they wrong? And if they are, and they are, why are they wrong? And why are planks more important than you think they are, than you're being told they are, and why you should definitely not ignore them? Right? It'll be fun, I promise. Here we go. Hey, welcome to the Healthy Postnatal Body Podcast with little old me, Peter Lapp. Uh, this is a podcast for the 11th of June, 2023. I hope you're well. I hope you're enjoying the sunshine. Uh, if you're in New York, I hope you're wearing a mask when you're outside. Um, I've seen some of the pictures, some of the videos, and, and, and of course the air is a problem and all that. But the main problem is that you can't be walking around without a mask and that stuff, people. Put a mask on. If you have to go outside, and I hope you're all well. Other than that, um, nice quick podcast because to be honest, I'm running massively behind schedule. It's been a busy, busy week. I've done loads and loads of interviews. Um, what do I have coming up interview wise? Because I've also made some changes to HPMB that I'm still to tell you about. Um, John Pabon's book is out. John Pabon, the great greenwashing book. You know, I did the sustainability interview with him a little while ago. Well, his book is out in uh, the US, UK and Australia. So check that out. I will link to it in the podcast description. Uh, I've done an interview with various people. Uh, what did we talk about this week? Jesus, please. Uh, I've done so many interviews. It's absolutely, absolutely crazy. I've done an interview with Sheila Carroll, who is, of course, a doctor. Um, she's an MD. And um, we spoke about uh, weight management for kids um, and health for kids and all that. So that's coming up. Um, that's a touchy subject, I know, for, for a lot of people. Um, but it really is well worth listening to it's not going to go the way you think it's going to go um we also did an i also did an interview with alicia patterson about somatic healing and all that sort of stuff and the pelvic floor and all that sort of thing uh that you're gonna love that one uh somatic healing uh, holistic pelvic floor recovery trauma sensitive pelvic floor recovery and all that sort of stuff you're gonna love that those are the interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks uh, those two guests have absolutely crushed it. You know the Kelly Smith interview is still coming up uh, about postpartum rage and meditation and all that sort of thing. So that's awesome. And big news, HPMB is now is now at another level. What I have done for you good people. You know you always get three months completely free postpartum uh, programming and support and all that sort of stuff, right? Um, like I said, or like I always say, cancel on day one, you still get three months completely free. Don't cancel late, cancel on time, just cancel nice and early. If you're not going to pay for it, it's completely fine. After that, you pay £8 or $10 a month. But I have set a cap on that now. 
after five, count them, one, two, three, four, five months. So eight months into the program. If you've paid 50 bucks or 40 pounds, you will get lifetime free access to, to the program and to export support. So you never need to pay more. That, that it, it, will, it will end there. You never need to pay more than 50 bucks. So that means that if you have a hey, hey baby and you're going to do the program and then years later you have a second baby or a third baby or a fourth baby or whatever you want to do, you can always go back to the Healthy Postnatal Body Program, never pay a penny more. So it's not like the Muto system where you pay the 80 quid a year uh, or 89 pound a year or something like that. Or if you pay monthly, 250 pound a year, some outrageous amount. And 50 bucks sees you through, 40 pounds sees you completely done and dusted with all your postpartum stuff. Which you also could do if you don't want to pay a penny. You take the first three months and you make sure you save that information somewhere. And then, you know, you always have access to the first three months. Also fine. I'm more than happy with that. I just don't want you to pay too much for your stuff. Um, and if you're a member, of course, you get expert help, right? You get to email me all your questions and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I, I get quite a few um, questions coming in. See, there's a nice little link in here. I get quite a few uh, emails in these days about planks. And... You know, I was doing exercising. Uh, I was training somebody this week who said she was went to like week three of, of my of my postpartum program. So this is a PT session, um, and we were doing a little side plank, side plank with dips. If you do the HPMB program, you know I'm a big fan of these. And she said she was under the impression that you should not be doing front loaded planks postpartum because, and I quote, they are dangerous. Um, and as I was explaining to her, because uh, I, I get this question a lot, there's fundamentally nothing wrong with doing a front-loaded plank. Now, a front-loaded plank, for those of you, of you who don't know, is a plank with your belly facing the floor, right? The load is at the front, so on, on your stomach. The issue with them postpartum isn't that it's dangerous to do so, or that your guts are going to fall out or anything like that. It's that just that your core isn't strong enough to actually handle them, or that you don't know how your body should feel whilst holding a plank, that your muscle activation is just not great enough so other parts of your body are doing the work and holding you in place. But that is what the problem is. So I'm actually a really big fan of planks if you do them in the right order. So that's what I'm talking about today. The importance of planks, right? So first of all, the first plank we do in the HPMB program is in week one of your postpartum program. And that is the glute bridge, right? So week one of your postpartum program starts with top of my head. I'm fairly sure I'm right in this. Um, starts with the core breath, right? First exercise, the core breath, because that's what we always do first. Because breathing is key to postpartum recovery. It just is. That's just science. Um, so the core breath first. Second exercise is the glute bridge. Now, a glute bridge is a reverse plank. The way we do glute bridges means that at the top, as I say in the demonstration video for, for the glute bridges, um, at the top, I want your core to be as tight as you can, and you should feel that, and I want your glutes to be as tight as they can, and you should feel that. So 
The reason we do glute breaches first is first of all, people's glutes tend not to be that active postpartum. They tend not to be great at activating and doing what they're supposed to do. So for glute bridges, quite often what happens is your hamstrings really feel it. And at the top of the motion, at the top of the exercise, when you're in that reverse short plank, because that's effectively what it is, you feel your stomach tends to be quite pudgy and, and weak and not active and all that sort of stuff. Staying in that position for a while or relaxing and getting into that position then and dropping back to the floor, relaxing, exhaling as you move up into that glute bridge means that your body learns that at the top of the movement, your glutes have to be active and your core has to be as tight as it can be and as it needs to be. That's a reverse plank in any other world you would call that a plank, right? So that's our starting point. So that's how early on we're actually starting to use planks. We're just not front loading that. We're, we're back loading that if you want to use that, if you want to use that phrase. Now, one of the other exercises I tend to do, and this is also, by the way, this is a dynamic plank. I'll get to that over to that a little bit in, in the in, in, in the next section, so to speak. But it's important to remember that dynamic planks are different from say static planks. So there's a plank with movement. Um, and like I said, I'll get into that a little bit in a bit. Uh, then one of the other exercises we do is a side plank. Usually in the beginning, we do a half side plank. So you're on your knees, side plank with dips. So again, we're squeezing up and then we're releasing that as we're going down. So we're squeezing that up and you feel that, I always tell people, you feel that bottom oblique as you squeeze up and the video demonstrates. I think it's Kirsty in the video doing the exercise. She feels that oblique as she squeezes up you can feel that oblique tightening up and that's where the focus is but again at the top your core is as tight as it can be and your oblique is doing a lot of the work so you're exhaling through that movement and then at the top you're in the side in the side plank position so the only thing we haven't done yet is a front loaded plank so for the first three to four weeks these repetitions come up regularly, actually the first 12 weeks, if you want to look at the glute bridges, because we're just making the glute bridge more and more difficult. In the second stage, we add a knee extension. And then in the third stage, uh, the third and, and almost final stage, if you will, of the activation uh, part of the program, we do single leg glute bridges. And a single leg glute bridge is a plank. Absolutely 100%, you can't call that anything other than, well, you can call it a glute bridge, but <laughs> other than that, it's a plank. It, any, in anyone's book, any PT's book should have that down in the plank section and, 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 and the glutes uh, stop section. And of course, for the side plank with dips, we're adding a hold to it at the end. Not because the hold is tougher, but just because your body gets better at using the right muscles. In the beginning, when you do a side plank with dips, you don't really feel your your obliques doing all the work. And after winding that muscle up, telling it to activate, telling it to squeeze eight or nine or 10 times, for, so for the 10 minutes you do it, and you do that regularly, it'll learn that when you move from that position, from the side relaxed position to the up position, your oblique has to do the work. This is all basic muscle activation stuff. And then in that second stage, we add the hold. So we don't start with the hold, we build up to that. The hold is important, but it's not your starting point. First, what we do is we we tell, we teach that muscle, we reactivate that muscle, if you will, 
And I know there's a physio out there somewhere typing up something, you know, Anthony Lowe style, saying that we don't actually activate the muscle, it's already working. Yeah, but it's not working right, and your mind-muscle connection is messed up, those Spartan. And that's what we're trying to work. So we have to get that going a bit. So I just use the term activate, because it works for people. So only then do we hold that position. So we don't start by holding a side plank, because in that case, quite what happens quite often is your oblique doesn't do most of the work, but your hips and your your, um, your shoulders and all that, so basically every, and, and your, your intercostals and all that, all of a sudden start holding your place. You start putting a lot of strain on, on your lats and you start using muscles that you're not supposed to use. And that is the biggest part, the biggest problem with doing planks postpartum is using muscles that are not the main muscles that you want to use when holding a position. So in the case of a plank, the main muscle you, use, you should be using, uh, the main muscle group that you should be using are your core muscles. Right? I know that a plank also works, a normal front loader plank also works glutes and quads and all that sort of stuff and shoulders and, and lats and all that sort of thing. But the predominant reason for holding a plank is working the core muscles. The problem postpartum is that that muscle group is not working properly yet. So all the other muscles will start to compensate for that muscle group. So you'll be able to hold the plank for one, one and a half, two, three, four, five minutes. I've seen people hold planks for five minutes, not use their core once, <laughs> that front part of, of your core. They're using the glutes and all that sort of stuff. So. And, you know, I count those as core muscles. But it's they're not using the right part of the core. It's still squidgy as anything in the middle. Right? And that is what that is what the problem is. Now, like I said, in the beginning, so so we have to build up. So the first time you hold the plank in the in the in the HPMB program, we're not actually holding a short plank front loaded either. We do press-ups. A press-up is a plank with movement. Right? And we do them on our knees. Not because women aren't strong enough to do a full press-up, but because I want you to do a press-up a properly with these half-decent form. It doesn't have to be perfect form in your arms. But you have to realize that a press-up is a core exercise. Yes, it works triceps and all that sort of stuff in chest. But predominantly for what we are using it for, it is a core exercise. And that's again, then that means that we drop into that half-plank position. That makes it a bit easier. And we add movement. And the movement teaches the body to relax at the right time and to activate at the right time, to engage at the right time. We don't need muscles to be active all the time. We don't need muscles to be tight all the time. We need muscles to react when when they should react, to respond properly to external stimulus, such as you're picking a, tra- a, a travel buggy off of the ground that means you need your core to act uh, to activate properly and a little bit more than you, you needed to when you're walking around so so we're teaching the body that so before we do a full loaded plank we uh full front loaded plank we do some press-ups still it's a plank position there's no difference between a short plank and a press-up other than you know press up without movement and this is important the core basically consists of three layers, right? Um, 
you have the external layer, the apps, you have the middle layer, you transfer the dominance, and you have, uh, that's the one that everybody bangs on about a lot postpartum. Um, and you have the muscles in between your vertebrae and all that, that allow you, allow for like spinal rotation and, and, and all that sort of stuff. So that allow you to turn side to side uh, with, um, and so and they they run in between your in between your vertebrae, right? And again, I'm keeping this as simple as possible, so I don't want physios emailing <laughs> emailing me losing their mind over. Well, technically, now this is this podcast is not for you. <laughs> the so I'm 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 kidding. <laughs> right? So what we do when we add movement to a plank is instead of predominantly working that middle layer, that TVA layer, we're working them all because we're adding movement. So we're working the all three layers at once by adding some movement. And so that's why in the HPMB program, you see things like a walking plank, uh, moving from low to high, a rocking plank, moving from front to back, uh, plank with hip dips, half plank with hip dips and all that sort of stuff, adding some oblique rotation, adding some movement in the hips that means that your body has to learn to squeeze back squeeze back up and engage your core to go back into that plank position a dynamic plank is significantly more effective for full body postpartum training for uh, for postpartum recovery training than a static plank is it's much 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 more effective and again as dr crystal Lau, who came on the podcast a while ago um was asking, are you going to do studies into that? I think the studies have been done. There's a study by Napier University in Edinburgh that uh, was done into effectiveness of core exercises. And I cannot for the life of me remember who did it for them. Uh, I think one of the things they found out was bicycle crunches were the most effective for oblique exercises and and, and, and all that sort of stuff. That was near the top of, of their stuff. Um, but a dynamic plank is more, so a moving plank, so when you're in a position, whether that's a glute bridge or a side plank or a front loaded plank, that you add movement to is more effective for core training than just holding a static plank for as long as static plank for as long, holding it for as long as possible is awesome. And the benefits, if you can hold it for five days or whatever the crazy current record is, I think it's like 19 hours or something stupid like that. You're going to have phenomenal core muscles, right? You you are. That is that is seriously impressive. But for those of us who don't have 19 hours every day to do core training and who might want to be a bit more efficient and a bit more effective, we need to add a bit of movement. And that is what we're doing in the HPMB program. So far from avoiding planks postpartum, you should be adding them to your postpartum core routine. If you're a personal trainer, or even if you're a, a woman's health physio, you have to get your clients to do planks, just not in the way that people tend to do them in the gym. We don't have to hold a one-minute plank. It has... I, I, I do them with, with some of my weight loss clients as fillers, as, as, as pre-exhaustion, and all, and all that sort of stuff. So I have them go from, I don't know... Spider-Man crawls or Spider-Man planks uh, or Everest climbers or something like that into a plank hold and then into another moving plank exercise. So I, I just use them for fatigue. I don't use them as a serious core exercise because they're not. 
I am not impressed with anyone who can hold a plank for a minute and then you add a 20 kilogram weight or a 40 kilogram weight or, or however many plates you want to add and then you can still hold it for a minute. This really isn't that impressive. <laughs> it also does you very little good because for most people what that happens, what happens there is then they start to compensate by using the wrong muscles. Right? Don't get me wrong, if you're like a Niall Wilson, the, the, the gymnast and all that sort of stuff, those guys are ridiculously impressive when it comes to their, their core routine. But they don't get stronger by holding planks. They get stronger by doing movement, by moving whilst they're focused on, on, on their core. So it's important in the postpartum recovery program that you don't ignore the benefit, the multiple benefits that a plank can give you. Various forms, like I said, Backloaded planks, such as glute bridges, side-loaded planks, whether with dips or without them, or, you know, alternating side planks. So when you really get food, you can add kick-throughs and you can add sit-throughs and you can add planks with reach-across and all that sort of stuff. All that stuff that we use in the HPMB program. There's a reason it's in there. And it's not because I was bored and couldn't think of other exercises to do. I had to pay people to come to a studio to film these exercises. I had to think about this stuff. Um, alternating side planks are a wonderful exercise once you are ready for it, right? It's all just about getting your stages right when it comes to postpartum recovery. And the first stage is muscle activation. It just is. There isn't anything else in that first stage that you need to focus on other than getting the right muscles to move at the right time. Planks are beautiful for that. You're missing out if you're not using planks in your postpartum recovery. You really, really are. Just don't start by doing the front-loaded plank. That is not the most important bit early on. And when you do them, do them nice, steady pace, but do them as press-ups. So do them with movement, so there is no continuous strain on, well, where you should be working the core. Right? If you do 10 press-ups, it takes about 20 seconds. Right, if you do them nice and steady on, maybe a bit, maybe it takes a bit longer, 25, 30 seconds, maybe at a push if you're really nice and slow, nice and slow. If you're not just banging out the press ups, take about 20 to 30 seconds, depending how fast you move. But only a little bit of that is really tightening the core excessively. So at the push, where you exhale on the way up, that's just why I always tell people core breath on the way up, right? So you exhale on the way up, it's your pushing up. That is where you get more core engagement. And then you drop back down and it relaxes a bit. Of it. And you exhale on the way up. So you're teaching your body to, again, exhale on the effort, to engage the core more when effort is being exerted. And all of a sudden, that's a beautiful exercise to do. And it's ridiculously beneficial. And it will help you help give you a flat stomach. Not if you fall straight into doing full press-ups and not using your core. We have to realize that when we train postpartum, the triceps and the chest are not that important in our postpartum training. We, we train them a bit, and you know, within the HPMB program, we also do bench dips and all that sort of stuff. There's, sorry, there's a benefit to that, but predominantly, those exercises are for the core. We do them for the core when it looks at postpartum recovery. So just remember that. And just remember that if you don't feel your core doing a press-up, you need to drop the half press-ups and you need to have a different focus. Right? So that's pretty much it. 
Planks are your friend postpartum. They really are. You just have to be a little bit careful with how you do them. And you have to build everything up in a proper way. And then you're laughing. You really are. If you, I'll hammer this point home again. If you ignore planks in your postpartum recovery, I would virtually guarantee you won't recover postpartum. There is no postpartum recovery without planks. I will say, I will tell you this and I will stick by it. And I'm now going to get emails <laughs> from people who fundamentally disagree with me because they're wrong. Right? They'll either think glute bitch is in the plank or side plank doesn't count as a plank or that press-up should not be done by postpartum women, which is just insane. You have to do planks postpartum, but you have to know what you're doing, which is why working with a professional is so important. Right? On that happy note, I've just been waffling for 25 minutes about planks and all that sort of stuff. Like I said, lovely interviews coming up. HPMB is now you, you, the max you pay. If you decide to pay, the max you pay is 50 bucks, 40 pounds for lifetime access. So, you know, tell your friends. I will change a little pop-up on, on the website to, uh, to show this as well because I'm fed up with that stupid pop-up that's there for downloading the free postpartum guide and all that sort of thing. A ton of good music coming up as well. And speaking of which, here's a new bit of music for you. You take care of yourself. Peter at healthypostnatalbody.com. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you'd like me to talk to any guests or you'd like me to discuss a particular subject with someone, you tell me the subject, email it in, peter at healthypostnatalbody.com. Again, I don't check social, right? So you have to email it. Um, and I will find somebody uh, to speak to, right? You take care of yourself and I'll be back next week. Bye now. Yeah, we ain't gon' stop